0: You believe he's in control tonight. You want to lift your voice and give God a shout of praise in this place. Come on, if you know he's in control of everything, give him a shout of praise.
1: Hallelujah.
0: it's not in control. The economy's not in control. But I want you to know tonight that God is in control. Ooh. Everybody excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Are you ready to preach with the preacher tonight? Uh, the Second Kings Chapter 3, just stay on your feet. We're going to jump right in tonight. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 13 says, And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father, And to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth uh, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence uh, of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass uh, when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not see wind, and neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink both ye uh, and your cattle uh, and your beast. And this uh, is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. Yay! He will deliver the Moabites also uh, into your hand. And ye shall smite every fenced city uh, and every choice city uh, and shall fell every good tree uh, and stop all the wells of water uh, and mar every good piece of land with stones. Uh, And it came to pass in the morning uh, when the meat offering was offered, that, behold, there came water by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. Verse 16, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of of ditches Uh, and for a few moments tonight I simply want to preach from this question uh, can you dig it I need you to turn around and ask at least five people around you can you dig it come on do you dig you dig come on look at him and just say you dig can you dig Somebody ought to put their Bibles down. Uh, and one more time, give God a praise in this place tonight. Woo, I feel a Sunday night uh, breakthrough in this place. I feel a Sunday night. Hey! Uh, somebody's about to get their victory. Somebody's about to get their breakthrough. Uh, somebody's about to Glory be to Jesus. Hey! Shout one more time and give him a praise. Whoa! If you promise to preach with me, you may be seated tonight. Let me set the narrative of the story for you tonight. It takes place at a time when Israel is reigned by a man named King Jehoram. And there is another king, uh, uh, the king of Moab, by the name uh, of Misha. And it just so happens that Misha was kind toward King Jehoram. He, as a matter of fact, had made innuendos that were extremely friendly to the king of Israel. In one place, the Bible says that he gave Jehoram, the king of Israel, a gift of 100,000 sheep and also 100,000 rams. And they had a great relationship at least until King Ahab died. You understand that King Ahab was the father of King Jehoram, the king of Israel. And as long as he was alive, Misha, the king of Moab, was friendly toward the king of Israel, brother Stuart. But when King Ahab passed away, something changed inside of King Misha. He became angrier and he turned his heart against King Jehoram. And so it got to a place that King Jehoram understood and knew that they were in danger from the Moabites. And so it is that King Jehoram goes to Judah and there he consults with King Jeroboam who is the king of of Judah. And he begins to conspire with him. Uh, hey, I need your assistance. Uh, there is a problem that is going on uh, with the Moabites. Um, and I am wondering if perhaps uh, we can join forces together. And uh, between your army and mine, we can defeat uh, the wiles uh, of King Misha and the Moabites. And it is that King Jeroboam... Uh, commits himself uh, to King Jehoram Uh, he says I am with you Uh, as a matter of fact everything I have uh, is yours Uh, all of my resources uh, are at your disposal Uh, our armies will work together Uh, we will bring our resources together uh, and we will defeat uh, the Moabites Uh, and so it is that along their planning and their strategy Uh, They also link arms uh, with the king of Edom. uh, And so now uh, there are three kings uh, that have joined together uh, and they have made up in their mind uh, that they are going to face uh, King Misha uh, and the Moabites. uh, And so as they begin to strategize, uh, part of their strategy uh, is that they are going to launch uh, into a seven-day journey uh, in to uh, the wilderness. Uh, They they are going to launch out uh, into a desolate uh, and a desert place. Uh, It's part of their geographical strategy uh, to position themselves uh, for warfare. Uh, But there is one problem. Uh, The Bible does not say how deep into the journey they got, uh, but somewhere deep into the seven-day journey, uh, it came to their minds uh, And the understanding came to them uh, that they failed to plan uh, for enough uh, water. They took their armies uh, and their resources uh, and their horses uh, and all of their components of war uh, out into the desert place uh, and they realized uh, that they did not have uh, enough uh, water. And so now uh, their battle strategy uh, has to turn uh, into a survival strategy. Uh, Have you ever been there in life before? for where your battle strategy uh, ended up turning in uh, to a survival strategy. Uh, You thought you were going to get a victory uh, and before the story is said and done, uh, you're just hoping to survive. Uh, I just need some honest people in the building. Uh, I thought I was going to get a win uh, but now I'm just hoping uh, that I can make it. Uh, I went with confidence uh, that I was going to end up on top uh, but now I'm just hoping uh, that I even end up at all. Uh, their battle strategy uh, turned in uh, to a survival strategy. At one point in the text, one man remarks and supposes and says, maybe God has led these three kings into the wilderness to be defeated by the Moabites. And so there is great apprehension on part of these three kings as they try to determine their next step. What are we going to do? When all of the sudden one of the kings says, I have an idea, why don't we go and find and see if there is a man of God amongst us? Maybe if there is a man of God amongst us, we, we can get some direction and some council. And so one of them pipes up and says, I know that there is a young man of God, a young prophet that is numbered with us. He is a young man that would minister and pour water on the hands of the prophet Elijah. And the young man's name is Elisha. And so they make their way through the crowds of people until they finally locate this young prophet uh, by the name of Elisha uh, and they come to him uh, and say man of God uh, we are in a predicament Uh, we are out of water uh, and we're out here in the middle uh, of the desert Uh, and if something doesn't happen uh, not only will we lose the battle uh, but we're going to die uh, before we ever get to the battle Uh, ain't it something uh, that people don't take counsel from the man of God uh, until things are almost at the end uh, until life's upside down Uh, ain't it something uh, that some people aren't willing to take heed uh, to the word of God uh, until they're, I can't get no witnesses up in the Holy Ghost church tonight and so the young man of God looks at them and says the only reason that I will even consider your request is because of the presence of King Jeroboam, the king of Judah. And the man of God says, the first thing I need you to do is bring me a minstrel. I want you to go find the musicians and bring them uh, to where I am now you have to understand there is a difference uh, between a musician uh, and a minstrel a musician knows how to play the notes Uh, a musician knows how to play the chords Uh, but a minstrel uh, understands how to flow uh, under the unction of the anointing of God uh, upon their gift Uh, and it was commonplace uh, and common practice uh, that when a man of God uh, was going to deliver a word from God, uh, that they would bring the minstrel uh, to set the atmosphere uh, for the prophetic. Uh, You see, that's why it's biblical. uh, When you see me preaching uh, with an organ behind me, uh, I'm just flowing in the prophetic uh, with a minstrel. Uh, He said, bring uh, me uh, a minstrel. And as the minstrel begin to play and provide prophetica, background music for the prophet. The prophet began to pray. He began to get a hold of God. He began to seek after the Lord on behalf of the kings. When all of a sudden the Lord came upon the prophet and the prophet looked at them and said, thus saith the Lord. And as they stood listening intently he said, what God God said to do uh, is to fill uh, this valley uh, full uh, of ditches. This isn 't what they were expecting. God, we know that you provided manna for your people in the wilderness before, and all they had to do was get up every morning. And open the door uh, and go collect your provision. Uh, But God, uh, you're telling us uh, to dig. In other words, God said, uh, I'm going to bring provision. uh, But the first order of business uh, is I want you to get a shovel uh, and get to work. if you got enough faith for the blessing of God then you gotta have enough faith to get to work for it so- Somewhere I read in my Bible a scripture uh, that says faith uh, without works uh, is dead. Uh, being, a uh, Who am I preaching to tonight? Uh, you're waiting on God to drop manna on your porch. Uh, but God sent me into this place uh, to tell you uh, to get a shovel in your hand uh, and start digging. Uh, respond to the word of God. Uh, get yourself busy uh, and watch uh, what God uh, is about to do. So they started digging Uh, digging and working. Sometimes God's answer to your prayer uh, doesn't look like you thought it would. I can't get no help up in the building. Sometimes God answers to your miracle. Huh? Doesn't look like you thought it would look. Huh? But baby, if you'll do what God said to do, huh? God's a man of his word. Huh? God, oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. Now I don't know. How many of you have ever dug a ditch before? I got six people that know what it's like to work hard in the building. I don't know if there's any more challenging physical work on the planet than somebody handing you a shovel and telling you your job today is to dig ditches all day long. And so, now there was some people that were probably people of faith. So they're out there digging and they're saying, I've been working for Jesus a long time. I'm not tired yet. I've been working for Jesus a long time. I'm not tired. Woo, they started singing chain gang. No, I'm not tired yet. No, I'm not tired. But they weren't all spiritual people. And so, there was probably somebody who was saying, dig ditches. I went to my man of God for counsel, and he telling me to go dig ditches. What kind of pastoral counsel is that? I can't get no amens in the building. He didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He didn't tell me what I thought. I told him I was in trouble. He said, get to work. I can't buy a witness in the bed. I told him I was in financial trouble. He said to get your lazy self off the couch and go get to... Dig ditches, I dig that dig, ditch. Digging ditches. And so they're out there digging the ditches. I don't know how long they went on that first day. Digging, digging ditches, digging, digging. And there's always one in the group. And if you don't know who it is, it's cuz you're that one. There's always that one in the group. How long we got to dig these ditches? Come on somebody. I mean, I did two shovelfuls. Ain't, ain't that enough? <laughs> Until finally, one of them got up the courage to go to the man of God. A bishop, I mean, Pastor, I mean prophet Elisha. Um, I mean, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for them. They want to know How long we got to dig these ditches? Well, I think there's two answers. Number one, God said to fill the valley full of ditches. So you better grab the shovel and keep on digging until you can't dig no more. The second answer is a question. You want to know how many ditches to dig? How much water do you want? I can't get no help up in this church. I got a question for somebody. How much miracle do you need? How much water are you looking for? What kind of a blessing are you asking God for? So, here they go back there digging ditches i knew i shouldn't have listened to the man of god i knew i shouldn't have taken his advice i knew better than that no godly counsel dig ditches what is this supposed to be dig all these ditches and so here they are digging ditches and here's the problem digging ditches is hard all by itself but they're out in the middle of the desert. It's not wintertime in Fort Myers, Florida, with the balmy 70 degrees and the low humidity index, with a gentle breeze blowing off the Gulf. They are in the desert with sweltering heat. And there's no shade. And they're already out of water, so they don't have nothing to drink. There's no Gatorade Zero. There's no Relight. There ain't nothing for them to drink to get hydrated. Yet they got to decide if they're going to obey the voice of God. Doing God's will is not always easy obeying God's voice doesn't always bring you into the ideal circumstance. I wish I had a witness in the building, but God wants you to get to a place where you say yes to God no matter where you are, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance looks like. And on top of that, because it's the desert, they're not digging in premium topsoil, but they're digging in the sand. Has anybody beside me ever tried to dig in the sand before? I mean, you put the shovel in, you scoop it out, you turn around to throw it. And by the time you look back, the hole is filled back up with sand. You know what it tries to tell you? That you're going in circles and nothing you're doing is making a difference and that all of your efforts are not getting. I'm preaching to somebody in the building that all of your efforts are not going to get you. But if you're going to see the miracle of God, baby, you got to keep on digging even when it looks like you're not making progress. Even when it looks like you're not moving forward, I'm doing the will of God. I'm obeying the word. I need a witness in the... Ask your neighbor, can you dig it? And so, they dig. Come here, Brother Hammond. You're digging with me. You got an imaginary... Shovel, You're digging. Come on, man, pull your weight. I'm sick of digging. Come on, man, is that as fast as you can go? I'm sick of time. Sick of this shovel. Sick of this dirt. I'm sick of you. Sick of everything. You're digging stupid ditches. Stupid sand. Stupid counsel. Stupid and instru- stupid you. Can't believe I listened to what you said. And finally, they get to a place where they can't dig any more ditches. And all of a sudden, when they finish doing what God said to do, they look up in the sky, and you know what happened? Nothing. Did what you said? Nothing. God, uh, I obeyed what you told me to do. Nothing but a valley full of dry ditches. Is there anybody else uh, that's ever been in that place before? Uh, I'm ministering to somebody tonight. I did what God said to do. I did exactly. It was hard. It wasn't easy. It was a lot of sacrifice. And I did what God said. And now I'm staring at an empty heaven. Here's a detail of the prophecy from God. He said, get out and dig the ditches. And when you read the text, he said, you're not going to see clouds and you're not going to see anything in the sky that gives you any indication that God is going to answer what he told you uh, he was going to do. Uh, I want you to be able to obey my voice uh, when you have no indication uh, that I'm going to do what I said. uh, That I I want you to dig the ditch uh, without a cloud in the sky. uh, I want you to dig the ditch uh, with the sun uh, at its full peak. uh, I want you to come on somebody uh, if you're going to see the miraculous uh, you got to make up in your mind. I'm going to do what God said to do. No matter what I see and no matter what I don't see, I got a question for somebody. Do you need a miracle? Do you want a miracle? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you put the shovel in your hand? Can you do the work? Can you obey the When it looks like nothing's happening, huh? When it looks like you're getting nowhere. I can see one of them after about 30 minutes. Stupid shovel. You know, when people get mad, everything's stupid stupid shit and you start second guessing the voice of God and you start second guessing the man of God but God's going to test you all the way you know what the Bible said he let the sun go down they probably went inside had some dinner said let's go check the ditches still nothing well the sun we still got about an hour of sunlight 30 minutes later still no ditches and the sun set and there was darkness across the land and they had to learn how to go to bed at night without seeing God's answer to their request. I'm preaching to somebody in the building God's going to take you through cycles uh, where he makes you obey his word uh, and he makes time irrelevant uh, and he's going to teach you uh, that he's not on your timetable uh, and he's not on your schedule uh, and he's sovereign uh, and God's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to make you get into bed uh, and lay your head on a pillow uh, and have to rest in the fact uh, that I did what God said to do uh, and I'm going to put the rest In God's hands, I'm preaching to somebody in the building. It's time for you to stop staying up at night and losing sleep and being stressed out. You did what God said to do. Now stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Next morning, they get up. I'm almost done, man. I need all the minstrels. Next morning, they get up. I said, all right. Maybe this morning. And you know why you always got that one person in the group? How many know you got another person in the group that's always the glass half full? You know anybody like that? and so i can see that guy he wakes up with his roommate in the morning hey man did you rest okay last night his friend's mad no man i'm thirsty uh, we we did all that work and there's no water uh, and the man of god lied to us uh, i don't know uh, No, no no chill out bro you're doing too much And he's over here getting ready in the morning. And you know what he says? Hey, look what I found in a backpack. A last bottle of water. And he he doesn't even think twice. His buddy's over there mad. He just gets it and goes. "Ah." And his buddy's over there going oh I'm sorry my bad bro did you want some water okay here here you go Sike. don't get mad bro hey listen man trust me when we go outside this morning there's gonna be water in them ditches yeah man God ain't gonna let us down like that there's gonna be water in them ditches man I'm so confident I'm gonna brush my teeth His buddy's like, he's wasting all the water. Oh, man, don't sweat it. There's more where this came from. God's going to do what he said he would do. We're going to have some water. Come on, man, come with me. We're going to check out the door. Come on. Let's go look at this water. Yeah, bring the shovel. Come on. I told you, man, I don't know why you're stressing, bro. There's going to be water. Come on. Man, open the door. See what I said? Should They open the door. <laughs> No water, man. I'm gonna give that man of God a piece of my mind. I'm gonna go tell the. I'm gonna go tell Pastor. I'm so upset. I can't believe it. He led me wrong. He let me down. I'm gonna go tell that man. Hey, hey, man, chill out, bro. Listen, I know you're upset, but 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 listen, man. We 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 got stuff to do, man. It's almost nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. What does that matter? Come on, dummy, 9 a.m., it's time for the morning sacrifice. Oh, man, that's going to have to wait. I got something I got to say to the... No, 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 man, chill out. Listen, we we, we got we can't... Whatever we do, we, this, we, we got to give God the praise. It's time for the morning sacrifice. Let's do the morning sacrifice, and then we'll go talk to the man of God, all right? Let's do that first. And so you know what they did? They stepped out of the front door. Come on, we got to come all the way over here to where the front door is. They stepped out out of the front door and when they walked outside it's just a valley full of empty ditches and so they're walking through all the empty dry ditches and if you study about the morning sacrifice it involved music it involved sacrifice and it involved dancing and worship in the morning sacrifice and so you know what they had to do while they're standing in the dry Ditch, they had to get all the minstrels together and they told the minstrels, Get ready, we're about to do the morning sacrifice. And they stood in the dry ditch. Now, you know, we have to dance when the music starts playing because that's part of the morning sacrifice. And so, all of a sudden, they said, All right, man, go ahead and fire up the song, give it to us, minstrel. you got a microphone?
1: Dance fine, like kid.
0: Says uh, that all of the sudden, uh, while they were in the morning sacrifice, uh, all of the sudden water uh, began to flow uh, from Edom uh, because God wants to know: uh, Can you dance uh, in a dry ditch? Uh, tonight. How many of you need healing in your body tonight? I need you to get serious about your miracle tonight. You've got a chance to dance in your dry ditch. If you know that you did what God said to do, I want you to turn loose and dance like you've never danced before start to dance! In yeah! your yeah. He did and God has blessed them tremendously and Sister Ramirez had some pretty good tenure where she was working God had blessed her she was doing incredible but I said I think God's got something prepared I think you need to look for something else some of us would have left that meeting upset at the man of God, in our comfort zone, afraid of the unknown, all those things. Do you know what Brother and Sister Ramirez said? If that's what God wants, that's what we want. Now listen, when they asked the man of God about the ditches, Sometimes the man of God doesn't even know why he said what he said. The man of God is not God himself. He's just a mouthpiece. There's time God gives a man a word and he can't even explain why God said what he said. God just said it. And you know what? It's been a few months. said we're gonna obey what God said and I got a call this week from sister Ramirez she sat in an interview at a prestigious place not only did they offer her a position but it was a promotion from what she had before and it came with a $25,000 a year raise I I can't get no help up in the building. And he came with a sign.